Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, where we speak, we grow, we rise. I'm your host, Sarah Moneres. The We Podcast is part of the We Community, where we are passionate about creating community and providing a space for speaking authentic truth, growing together, and rising above challenges and into the full power of all we were created to be. This week on the We Podcast, my guest is the amazing Kleshia Lowe. Kleshia is a lifestyle coach and motivational speaker, mother of two very active boys, and the founder and CEO of Journeys Up LLC. Her passion and desire is to reach the masses and inspire individuals to want to become the very best version of themselves, mind, body, and soul as the journey is up. She inspires individuals to acknowledge their now, decide to do something about it, then take the necessary action steps. In the interview, we chat about Klishia's childhood experiences, what motivates her, and the journey she's been on to bring her to where she is today. There are so many awesome nuggets in this interview. I know there will be something that speaks to your heart as it did mine. So here we go. Here's my interview with Klishia. of the WE podcast. Very exciting today to have my guest, Klishia Lowe, here with us. Yay, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so, 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 so much. I'm so excited to be a part of this. I love everything that you do because everything that you do just inspires one to go in. And when you go in, you know what happens. So thank you for this opportunity. It really means a lot to me as well. Oh, thank you. You're amazing. (laughs) I know. I feel like uh, this has been a long time coming and, you you know, timing is always perfect, I believe. So today I'm excited to chat with you about your story and, and what's brought you to where you are now. I know we've known each other for what, about like a year ish? Yeah, it was what, January, right? Yeah. Well, we met in person in January. Yeah. So we knew each other before. I think I, I, you were you were a, a trainer, a coach on one of the um, Life Intended Pro. Yeah, quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite a yeah. while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we met. Awesome. Wow. Well, yeah, I know <laughs> it goes by so fast, doesn't it? Oh my god! All right. <laughs> well, I'm super happy that I met you and that here we are today. So first of all, I think it's very interesting. I've gotten to hear the story of your name and I feel like you need to tell our listeners <laughs> the story. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. It's, it's amazing. So I was born in Jamaica. I'm a single mommy of three. And um, so when I was born, my, from my understanding, my aunt that lives here in Florida she sent the name to my mom and the name is Chelsea to get us registered, to get me registered there. So when she went to get me registered, um, however the mix up came, they switched the H and put the L. So it becomes Klishia. So it's all crazy. But when I was younger in Jamaica, I, I didn't care for the name Klishia because I'm like, 
Chelsea, first of all, so I was more popular <laughs> until I had to migrate to America where I had to use Klesia. So even up until today, everyone that I go to high school with or, or in Jamaica, if you look at my post, they'll still say Chelsea. And everyone that I met here in America since I uh, migrated is Klesia. So okay. that's how the name came about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you have two different... So your two different names, yes. depending on where you are. <laughs> right. With the same spelling, right? Nothing yeah. changed. The same awesome. spelling. That's right. <laughs> well, they're both beautiful. They're, right. they're both beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, tell us more. I, I don't know a ton of your backstory. I mean, I knew the story of your name, and I knew that you were from Jamaica. Yeah. But I don't know... Gosh, I'm sure there's a ton <laughs> that goes into that, and I'm excited to hear more about that entire process. Yeah, so interesting. And I, I love the fact that I get to talk about this too because um, I'm able to actually see this journey, and so many people that I've grown up with can will relate. So, again, I was born in Jamaica, single mommy of three, I'm the oldest of three. So you can tell that I was the one that had to do most of the work because the other two kids, you know, they're younger and, and they always get away with stuff. But um, <laughs> in, in growing up in Jamaica with my mom, we were poor, if you will, but I didn't know because we had such love. I mean, we watched, um, we watched waiting, we watched, what's, what's that movie? like instrumentals together or, you know, we do those little things. I think my mom just caught on to what would make a family grow, but we were, we were still poor. Um, so I remember in growing up and I'm talking about the story now. So good. I remember in growing up, my mom, when she would go out to work, my uncle, he lived with us. He stayed with us too. So when she would go out to work, he would be there and she would come back home with a small dish with food and it was so small, but it was able to share for all of us in the house. So I remember being grateful for everything. And one of the things that stood out to me the most in growing up was, or one of the things that sustained me, which I'll talk about later, is my mom, her faith. I think her faith is what did it because she wrote on a piece of cardboard. Now, she didn't cut the cardboard. She just tore a piece of cardboard, you know, move those moving boxes. Mm -hmm tore one part of it and with a red marker I'll never forget it and I was a kid she wrote Lord help me to accept the things I cannot change and the serenity to accept the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference mm. and she put she put she put that on our patio outside now little did I know I like know that I'm a, I'm a mom now I understand when she probably couldn't find it or you know the different compartments in our life maybe her love life whatever it is you know, she needed strength for that. So that, that, that kind of, since I was a kid, helped me. Fast forward, I remember going to high school. And in Jamaica, you had to take what we call common entrance, where at a certain age, you do different exams. I don't know, maybe FCAT is what they call it here, to go to high school. Mm -hmm. And But I didn't pass my common entrance. I went to like another, um, we call it all-age school. So after kindergarten then you know elementary then you move on to before high school so my mom I know she asked the principal she I don't know how she did it as mothers we find a way to make things happen for our children 
And I remember my mom, she, whatever she did, she worked her magic and the principal said I can attend the high school. Now, the mindset within that time for me was because I didn't pass that exam, I wasn't going to be anybody, if you will. So because you didn't pass the exam. Right. So I didn't pass, but she, she got me into the high school. She spoke with the principal, whatever they did, and I, and, I, and I went to the high school. Now, in going to the high school, I still didn't have the mindset that I was smart enough you know, because then now you have the, the, the kids in the science classes and the business classes. And I remember um, because my mom got me to go to the school, you know, I wanted to find the class that didn't take a lot of brain work in my mind. So I went for home economics because I can cook. Moreover, at home, it's a mommy of three. I was in the kitchen early making breakfast at 13 and all of that, you know, so it wasn't a thing. And I remember going into our library at school and I saw the kids in business class, I saw computers and all of that. I'm like, Oh no, I know that that's not for me. And I didn't bother to even do anything in business, not to mention science. When I saw the kids and they're my age, it's so amazing. The journey to right now. Right. And I saw them in science and I'm like, Oh no, because you're talking photosynthesis and those big words in my brain at that time was like, no, not for me. So I did hope economics, but I did it very well. I noticed though as I reflect that even in my home economics class, I was the leader. Like I'm always in the front. People always want to come cook in front of me. You know? <laughs> I don't know. And also I'd be able to get kids to leave school to go home and cook with me. Like that's the influence that I had, but I didn't know what it was about until I got older. So then that was, I did high school. I remember one thing that stood out to me in high school of everything else was a teacher, grade 10 teacher. She said to me, Chelsea, remember I told you it's Chelsea, Jamaica. Mm -hmm. She said, Chelsea, you will not ever get a job in a coffee shop. And she said this to me in front of everyone in class. And I said to myself, wow. And that got me for many years. And again, as I grow older, I'm like, no, I'm not going to, I don't have to work in the coffee shop. I can own it. But that's the mindset now. Mm -hmm. So then when I came to America from Jamaica, I came here at 18. So now I lived with my mom. Oh, and I can go back. I met my dad when I was 12. So I saw him, I think when I was three or four, because I can remember I saw him came, he gave me a blue money. A blue money in those days in Jamaica was a $10 bill. And I remember as a little girl, it was a crisp $10 bill and I ran and I put it in our dresser. And so then um, I met him again when I was 12. And when I was 12, I'm really telling you my story. When I was 12, I remember my mom and I, my uncle came and said to my mom, your dad is, is, is um, like probably in, the, we will call it in, um, say in the town, you know? So we went down and my mom, I remember at 12, my mom pointed and said, that's your dad you know, cause he was standing with someone else. So you can imagine in between those years of the different stories as a kid that I, I created because I didn't see my dad, I didn't see my mom, so I didn't really care for him, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I met him at 12, I was sure I was coming to America because when you're in Jamaica, your goal when you're a kid is to come to America because remember America, there's money on trees, there's no dirt, everything is beautiful, <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the different things. Anyway, so finally at 18, my dad did the paperwork. I migrated to America. I lived with my dad for say a month and a half because now it's two strangers creating a, a father-daughter relationship that no. In my head, there are too many stories. So we really didn't get along too well during that little period because you're not my dad or you're my dad. Yes. But you know, so that, that chaos during that time. So it wasn't going to work. And my dad at that time, I don't think he knew what to do either. He said, well, you're going to have to go back to your mom in Jamaica. And because I had a, um, a high school boyfriend there too, I was willing to go back. You know, but my mom was like, no. So then that's what, that's how I moved to Florida, which I've lived since 1999, where I came and lived with my aunt. And there's a thing when you come from Jamaica, I think you, you live with your family member, no matter how many people are there. You know, we learn how to make it work together. So it was about five of us in the house. And again, I was young. My mindset, something about me that I didn't understand. And there appears in my life too that I didn't want to be me because I've always been positive. And I think it's based on just accepting the things I cannot change and the serenity to the things that I can mm-hmm. from my mom on spoken words that did that. So I had a determination that, wow. And it took a month and a half to, to live with my aunt. And then I found a one bedroom. And that story between that time, I used to walk. I would walk for about 30, 40 minutes because I didn't have enough money for the bus. And the bus was a dollar and 15 cents for transfer. So you're right. You know, a lot of people don't, they would see all of this, but there's always a journey and we all have that journey. So I got a job at KFC, um, $2.75 an hour, baby. And it was so good. You know, I got a job. And I'd walk to the job because if my money, it was $200, you know, per paycheck. I couldn't spend that, so I'd walk. I didn't mind. That's how I lost my weight first. Mm. <laughs> so I know now I, I, I have to figure this all out because now I'm on my own. There's no mommy. There's no daddy. And the mommy years were Jamaican. Jamaican years where, you know, Jamaica, we, we have a culture and that's what we know. When, it came to, when I came to America, I saw six roads. I was like, whoa, whoa, okay. So you can imagine the different decisions and different things along this journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. When okay. these journeys, pardon me, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I bet that was a really, really difficult adjustment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it was. There's those one thing, and I, and I try to undo this part of me that can't change is that positive part, that mm-hmm. love part. I just believe in that there's more. I, I, at one point in my life, I didn't want to feel this way because I felt I was too positive around many people that I know. Mm-hmm. And no matter what the situation, I'll just keep my mouth shut and I would follow. I did not even know as strong as I am or, or, or you know, I, I was still a follower. Like, I did not know that I allowed different things to lead. Again, I'm grooming myself at this point. So in working at KFC, I met this young lady because now I needed a place to stay. And she told me she could rent me a one bedroom. So I said, okay, fine, journey's up, you know. 
So I got that one bedroom and in, in that one bedroom, it had a bed, the AC was in the window. There was a spring in the bed in America. I didn't know that was in America. I thought that was just a Jamaican thing. Yeah, so there was a spring. In the but because I am a used to that, I mean, it wasn't a big deal for me. Um, the television was the knob television. And this is too, I'm talking about 1999, 2001. You know, but this was, a, this was convenient for me. It, it, it didn't have a kitchen. It had a little stove top right by the bathroom and a, the, the small fridge. So if I needed to wash a cup, I'd have to wash it in the bathroom, in the sink. Mm -hmm. And in the back, there was a nice June plum and mango tree. That was food. Oh, yeah. But I never went hungry. <laughs> and I was always still happy because I had my own place. So from then, I, um, my faith, I just kept on going. So from fast forward, from KFC, I went one day to Taco Bell. They said they're hiring for 25 cents more bomb. I took the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I took the job. And then um, that's how you start meeting people, right? The more you get exposure. And I remember in going to school, in going to school, my aunt saw a job and she was going to go after that job and from a business school. So I went with my cousin to sign up the paperwork for my for her mom which is my aunt um something pulled me and i signed up to, as well for business school the business school is called sir ibm so it, it's you do you know uh, word excel access powerpoint so i'm going into this newness now like okay and you know i i started adjusting and, and learning all these things and falling into me and and while i'm doing that i didn't have the support because my aunt still was trying to, they're, they're, everyone is trying to make it just like the world, what the world looks like right now. Many, most people are paycheck to paycheck, hand to mouth, all of those things. If you don't take a certain path and that's what it's going to be, you know? And one of the funniest story of my life that I tell everyone was in going to that business school, though I had my high school diploma in Jamaica. And again, I did what I needed to do in Jamaica to, to get my high school diploma. Mm -hmm. uh, when I came here to this business school, I, they said I had to go do my GED, even though I had the high school diploma. Now I am fearful of math. In those days when you say numbers and you give me numbers and letters, I, got, I get cross-eyed and something happened to my brain and everything just shut down. So I went to this school and when the lady tested me, she said to me, um, oh my goodness, you're not even ready for decimals. <gasps> oh yeah, she said that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I said, okay, I believe that. I didn't care for math in those days. But in order to, I, I now saw a vision. I, I'm now in business school. I see college. I see um, opportunities. I start seeing life in a different, because I'm getting more mature too. I'm getting older. I'm realizing there's much more to life. And the only person I have is, is me, unfortunately, to do this. So I just developed this mentality to go. And I went to that school and the same school that said I wasn't ready for decimals, I took the pages from an SAT book. And every day and everywhere I traveled, I just do one page by myself. Cause I was determined, I'm like, no way. And then I went back of course, and I passed the GED. Journey's up from there. And, and that's just the determination that I had. And then I went to college. Then I, I got a job at a, um, doing customer service of Priceline. 
And in my entire life until today, from Taco Bell, I only hold two jobs. And the first job was with a call center and I stayed there for six years as a manager. And then my last job before I became an entrepreneur was 12 years as an admissions advisor and an associate director. So my journey, it was just having that mindset and knowing that once you have breath, then there's life. Mm. But as we grow and as, I get, as I've gotten much more mature now, I realize there's the process to life is you have to let Father, the Spirit, lead and be okay with whatever that process is, which means you can't even lean on your understanding. That means you're going to lose some people as you go. You're going to gain some people as you go. You have to kill your ego and pride. You have to get into those places where you realize you have a little teeny bit of jealousy or a little bit of insecurity and you just work them through as you go. So pretty much that's my story to my right now. And since then, it's been an amazing journey. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, okay. I want to go back a little bit because I, I have to ask you going from being born and living in Jamaica to coming to the United States. I mean, I can't even imagine how difficult that had to have been. Mm -hmm. uh, that's huge. I mean, so often people talk about, oh, I started something new or whatever. This is like, <laughs> you're going <laughs> from a place you know to a, a place you have no clue, you know, brand new, everything. So I, I'd love to know what was the biggest difference? We talked about it was a big adjustment. What was the thing that was hardest to adjust to or that you saw were the biggest differences between uh, living there and living here? Um, living in Jamaica, all you see is love. It's, it was the craziest thing when I came here and we say good morning or good evening to, we say hello to everyone. Mm -hmm. We were raised that way. Like in Jamaica, as a, as a child growing up, if you would pass an adult and don't say hello, it's just not acceptable because it, 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 it's like a village. I would say a village grew me up because there were days too where my mom wouldn't have it and I could go to my aunt. And so, so I was accustomed to that. To your point, it was such a difference. When I, when I migrated here and I lived with my dad, um, he got me a job, I forgot to, and this was in Jersey, um, at a Taco Bell and it was very cold. So I'm coming from Jamaica, that's very hot. So somewhere that's very cold. So it was miserable. Not only that, because you say hello to your neighbor, like everyone that lives around you know them. As a matter, the stories in Jamaica is about our neighbors. I mean, we used to, we didn't even watch much TV, so you would talk about whomever you see. I believe that's what happens, you know. Mm -hmm. So when I came here, I remember the neighbor on on our home in Jersey. I was working at Taco Bell and it was late, and I saw his car, so I figured I can ask him for a ride, and so I did. And he went in his house and I didn't see him again. And then he called my dad and my dad came home. He was furious. Like, I've lived here and I've never talked to this man. And I'm like, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So that was such a shocker for me where I didn't know it was not okay to just see someone and talk to them from a loving heart place where there's no motive. 
That's so sad to me. It's so sad. We need more of the Jamaican culture than obviously here in the United States. True, (laughs) but there's another flip side to that. Okay. In growing up in Jamaica too, I feel we were so sheltered. Listen, when I got here, and we're talking about adult conversation, I was shocked that we were so open in America. Mm. Oh, (laughs) even listen, even until today, if you were to talk about sex or or all of that stuff to to a Jamaican, it's like. So it, it was like both. It was, it was, I looked at it as a whole new world where I said to myself, if I were able to open the gate for everyone in Jamaica to see America, no, most would go back home. <laughs> mm-hmm. They would go back home, but the opportunities are here. You know what I mean? But the different mm-hmm. lifestyles there, they'd go, but I would want them just to be more open because the world is so much bigger mm-hmm. than what we know. You know, right. so I think that's one of the reasons I'm on this journey too, because I want to be able to bust it open for, especially us in Jamaica, to see that though we were raised the way we were based on just you know circumstances, there is so much more once you change your mindset. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. So we need to bring a little more of the love in the village yeah. here. Yes, which I I think. I think is so important as I know, you know, this is my heart and my passion is bringing people together and creating that, that village and uh, authentic relationship and where you do, you say hello to each other and, and you relate to other people with love and kindness and we need that so much, so much more. Yeah. But thank you for bringing that <laughs> well, because you do, you like exuberate love and positivity and just beauty. So thank, thank you. you. Yes. So, okay. So now fast forward and you were working as a admissions. Admissions uh, advisor and an associate director. My last year, my last job of 12 years. Yeah. Okay. And then you became an entrepreneur. So tell us about that kind of shift and how that happened and what your thinking was surrounding that. Oh my goodness. That is some story that father orchestrated before I even realized it. So 2012, I had a car accident and um, based on that car accident, I had to have screws in my back. 2016, I was hit again by another drunk driver. Mm. So, so you can imagine every single day, and I feel this every day still, you know, I'll have the spasms or the ache in my back, but I just have this mentality that I'm, as long as I'm breathing, I know, right? So what happened is I had to go on leave of absence because of the pain. I needed to do therapy and you know what comes with it. Um, therapy, that's the appointment. I was on leave of absence. Now, the craziest thing about it is while I was on leave of absence, there are different paperwork that the doctor's office needed to send to our HR department and needed to send to insurance company. There's always a gap between sending the papers to the point where the, my HR company even got involved. And usually that's not normal, but they got involved because 
I've been with the company for a long time. I've trained their executives and leaders and coach. And I've, I really did. And I enjoyed what I do because again, anything with elevating the mind and people and building, that's totally me. So I enjoyed it. I had no problems with my, my job, but the paperwork wasn't going on time. I love, I, I'm a praying woman. And I said to myself at this point in my life, I'm like, father, you've got something up your sleeve because there's no way. I said, I pay my tithe most times. I mean, it's me, it's CeeLo, what are you talking about? So while I was out um, on LOA, I still, I met you, I met some awesome women and I started to, with all my leadership skills from corporate, because you get that with corporate. Mm -hmm. I started doing a lot of personal development. I started doing gratitude. I feed my mind all day, every day with inspiration, motivation. So while all of these things were going on with my pain and ache, I would motivate myself to go to the gym. And it's not easy every day because with having the ache and with having the different compartments in our life to mentally go every day, oh yeah, that takes relentlessness. Mm -hmm. So with all this communication back and forth with work, the paperwork was just not going in time. Fast forward to March because March is when we separated. And that was a 12 years. March was when I got hired as well. 12 years before when I got terminated. And wow. it was March 10th, as a matter of fact. I was supposed to go to the same doctor that's been holding up the paperwork. When I called it, they'll send it and it's just back and forth. So I was on my way. As a matter of fact, I was in Fort Lauderdale because my doctor is in Fort Lauderdale. I was in Fort Lauderdale at this time to go to the doctor to do my final um, examination to go back to work them to you know they put on the paperwork that when I get back to work I can stand or however it's supposed to be done that wasn't said mm-hmm. so I, I saw an email coming from my HR department and when the email came in I, I looked up and I put my hand over my phone I literally did and I said Lord I know whatever this is you have great plans for me because I wasn't sure if okay we're giving you an extension for the paperwork or we have to do termination Um, as a matter of fact, no, the HR did say if they didn't get it, unfortunately, it may have to result in that. But again, my, I wasn't feeling that, you know, how you're, someone loses their job and, and, and they'll go down because I mean, that's your livelihood and that's life, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. I, I lit, I I prayed, I said, God, whatever it is. And I, when I opened my, my, my phone and I saw that, unfortunately, we're going to have to separate, I looked up and I prayed and I, I cried but it was a cry of Lord I'm ready for whatever it is mm-hmm. that feeling of knowing that no matter what happens in your life that there is an outcome that depending on how the, how you react to it that's what you'll get that's my mindset so based on and, and not only that I know I loved my job but as a leader, it came with a lot of different, you know what I mean? It's grown-ups yeah. here. So I was okay with, with, with being separated. My reality is as far as the money, how are you going to manage now you have one income home? I'm like, Father, it's your time to, to, to do this. And my 401k had to came into play, but I know... When you're putting money out, you have to make it back. So I just continue to build myself and I'm learning along this journey that you have a, you have a skill, you cultivate your skill. You have a gift inside your gut. 
it's there. It can't go anywhere but out if you allow the right people, the right place. Be okay to reset. And based on that, being an entrepreneur now, I've just adapted those principles. And I use them every day and it really does work. So corporate world is absolutely amazing for whomever is in it. But for anyone that has a gift in their gut that has to be cultivated, you just have to get to a mindset to know that that gift is, is yours. Like it's so uniquely yours mm-hmm. that you can get skills and training, but you're cultivating that gift. And that's what I feel in my gut with even helping other women to get to this place to say, no matter what is going on, as long as there's breath in your body and you surround yourself with the right people, because again, you're going to have to grow. And no matter how smart you are, when you're going into a different territory, there are different things that you're going to need to learn. So you have to kill ego and you have to kill pride. And it's a step. Mm-hmm. And it's an everyday step, but it's okay. So that's the reason why I have gotten to be so powerful, if you will, because that's what I call it. Because my circumstances are there every day. But I know with consistency, with understanding who I am and when I'm out of line, I recognize who that is and come right back and be okay with it. Hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. So that's why I am in, at, at this place now and, and it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in there along the way, somewhere you got married, right? And you have children. Okay. Yeah. So I got married to my high school sweetheart. Oh, I didn't know this. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> when I was in high school, um, I met this awesome, awesome young man that used to take his mom's eggs and bring it for me. So when I'm baking, I have my oh. eggs again. I remember my mommy didn't have the money. So that was, uh, that was that boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. And then when I came to America, I went back and we, we got married. He came here and we got divorced after 11 years and 14 years together, but it was a good run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a good run. And, and even now people are like, and you're not mad. Why? No, I truly believe that in our life, there are seasons, there are phases. They're just things that, that, that has, that expires after a while. And it's not that the other person is bad or, or I'm bad. I believe we just grow at different pace. Um, we have different goals and after a while we just didn't work out and the way I look at it too if we had worked out then I wouldn't have Nathaniel mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so I have two sons um I have um Nathaniel who is seven and I have Ethan who is three going on 33 right now <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah and that and that my lady was after a marriage and that was also after Nathaniel's father and I didn't work out. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, come on. I don't get stuck. Yeah, you keep moving forward. No. Yeah. And 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 now everyone that I've ever been with and I are friends can have a conversation if you will because that fee, that phase or season is over. Mhm. After and we move on without having any Animosity. I don't believe in resentment at all. Mm. Mm. That's huge. No. Yeah. So how do you let that go? 
I accept the things I cannot change and the serenity to accept the things that I can and the wisdom to know how. That's awesome. And yeah. that's what I use for every single thing. Not that these emotions that like, like I don't have feelings. I do, but I'm, I've learned through, especially this book that my father, who I also forgave, I forgave because of the stories I created. Right. Mm. And since I let that go, we've developed a relationship where he can send me a book that's, that's, that's called headspace that teaches you how to when these emotions come these different feelings that you have no control over you've got to not shut them out you see them but let them go mm -hmm. and that's yeah. what i do yeah that's awesome and so you're married now right no not yet oh i thought you were okay no, no, no. So, but you have a sweetheart oh yes i got me a nice <laughs> man <laughs> Yes. yes I do I do and you know you talk about I have me a nice man and you know what I want to say to every lady that's going to be listening to this it's is relationships take work and my philosophy is whomever I'm with is not my brother that means I'm gonna to have to get to know them mm. that simple means and the way I do relationship right now with, with guy is when things come up, hard conversations, like can, you can imagine leaving a job, making almost 100000 to a one paycheck home. That's finance. That's where many relationships break up. Mm -hmm. I am that woman that I want to talk about it. Like I want to talk about those feelings without you trying to change them for me. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't want, and, and if we can't, I'm not coming to you as a, in a relationship where I want to hurt you. I want us to grow. But if I have to keep forcing a circling to a square, nobody, that's not going to work. We're having a problem. Yeah. Because now you're going to start messing up with my mind and that's going to hold me back from fulfilling my truth. Mm -hmm. And that's how I, 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 I work with this relationship that I'm currently in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's real. Life is real. Life is so precious and like real, like yeah. it's real for true. You'd ask, what woke me up? That woke me up. Realizing life is for real, real. And mm -hmm. it's precious. Mm -hmm. And it's important for us to live our dash before we go. And our dash is, you know, mommy, daddy had sex. We came. And we know we're going to all be topsoil. So in that middle, when we become aware that we are responsible for this, that's that we're carrying. Oh, yeah. It's fine. We win and learn all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I love it. So it it makes sense. Your uh, tagline or the name of your company makes complete sense. <laughs> so why yeah. don't you tell our listeners what it is and and kind of your thought process behind it a little bit. I mean, they're already gonna get it, but I, I think just telling us a little about your your behind creating it oh so journey's up i believe that no matter where you are in life if that's not where you want to be it has to be journeys up the journey has just got to be up but you've got to know it's going to be through blood through sweat through tears and once you're you're okay with that the journey it is it, it's, it's just there's just that skittle at the end of the rainbow. It's just a process with it, you know? So when I came up with Journeys Up, it's based on my journey, as you can tell. It was, it, 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 
it came from a life of, of just having love, like finance. No, that wasn't. There's a poverty mentality. No money, no money, no money, no this, no that. Most people in, in Jamaica don't have a, a um, true, most women in my family don't have like a, a husband or a man. It was a thing. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. But I believe that, that no matter where you are, no matter what part of the world you are, I believe that if you surround yourself with people who are optimistic, if you truly believe that no, as bad as it is, there's the other side of that coin and whatever that other side of that coin, and most people will tell you it's through blood, sweat, and tears. You've got to know your journey has got to be up. And once you set your eyes on that, oh my goodness, you'll be unstoppable because mm -hmm. nothing can stop you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, journey's up. Yeah. I totally believe it, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to ask you my two questions that I ask everybody, mm -hmm. and I'm excited to hear your answers. So the first question is, what do you feel has been the most vital to your growth? The most vital to my growth is accepting that life is real. So and tell us more about that. Yeah, because... Um, in accepting that life is so real, it makes me realize that every emotion that I feel is real and will contribute to my next move, my next outcome, anything that comes. And I, and I believe there are four compartments in life. I believe there's finance, your health, your relationship, and your job or career. And with that, you have people attached to each of those compartments depending on how these people are you allow these people to affect your life is what's going to happen to you every day so because i realize how precious life is for me i am intentional about who i allow in my circle mm. i am intentional about not holding things in my heart that will hurt me mentally because when you internalize it's so toxic yeah and i realize when it comes to my health that even though sometimes i don't feel like crunching on that lettuce my body needs it because it's not like it really is made up of all those things for true so i find anything that's going to help me to sustain this human flesh hmm. and life is real because i recognize that i totally own this body that i carry this vessel and i'm obligated to doing everything to allow this vessel to live its best life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So based on that, every day I get up with an intention. Yes, the world may be falling down. It's not going to change. It's us that change. So I get up with an intention and I say, God, I'm going to have an awesome day. And I speak everything that I want. It wasn't easy the first time because you know you'll speak it, but you know in your mind, like, oh Lord, I really don't have that money for the bill. What are you talking about? But now I really do understand that this vessel is real every day i've got to set an intention and be positive in it in everything that i do mm, yes man that's so powerful you you just said it's not it's not the world that's going to change it's us that changes and i think 
most people sit around waiting for other people to change or the world to change or their circumstances to change before they want to take a step forward or do what they need to do. And I think that shift is so powerful that you can change you regardless of what's going on around you and regardless if that changes or not and how sad it is to see people sitting around not using their gifts not living the life that they deserve to be living because they're waiting for things that are outside of their control that will probably never be different never it's a reality the reality i had to learn it and i'm happy i did I'm yeah so happy i did I'm yeah. so happy you did too. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, and all the people you're helping too. I mean, you're making an impact on so many, so many lives. And so that's just, it's beautiful and it's so powerful. Yeah. Oh, all right. Number two. <laughs> Second <laughs> question is what do you want to make sure that people know? I want everyone to know that. Again, life is real, but we're also individually chosen to be here on earth. And based on that, my journey will look different to everyone. So be truly okay with stepping out of the norm of the expectation of what you know other people would want you to be and just truly live that person that is inside of you, that, that, that just touches at your heart every day. Mm. Be okay with taking that chance every day. And one of the things that I tell my ladies in my group is be okay with a factory reset. And a factory reset is my phone the other day. It just, I did something. Sometimes when you don't know, you just, and I didn't know what I was doing to my phone and it just went, all over and I had to factory reset it and I noticed that as I did that I didn't know what I lost I don't even know if I lost something but it made me it created newness where I had to do things over or I had to and it was okay I didn't die so in your life no matter what's going on no matter you could have been in a um, abusive relationship I was there with the high school Hmm. You, you know, no matter what it is, molestation, not growing up with your biological mom or dad, a lot of people, we, all, we always, there's always going to be something that we wish we had. Mm-hmm. And until we get to this place of our right now and realizing that what I have right now is now, and I can create anything with my right now, then journey is up mm-hmm. all the way. Be okay with be be okay with giving you give yourself permission to factory reset yourself. I like that. Yeah. And sometimes it does feel like maybe you're going backwards or you're having to start over or and people get so down on themselves. Yeah. But it's it's such a necessary part of the process sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I call it the I call it the melt me, mold me, make me phase. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tell, yeah. tell, you got to expand on that now. <laughs> so, so, you know, in, 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 in going in any, oh, I'm going to put this real one out there that you helped me with. 
So remember, I'm talking about an executive and, and I lead and I coach and I'm a mom and I do all of these things and we have the look because we all have that look that someone else would want without understanding that journey to that point, right? Right. And I, I remember in doing one of my first masterminds alone, it was new for me. So because it was new, it brought in some different emotions and things that I, did, I wasn't aware of. I didn't know was it in my body because I'm the strong one. Mm-hmm. But even though you are that, when you're doing different things, anything new, you're going to have to go through a melt me, meaning that you become clean. You know nothing. You, you give yourself that clean slate, clean canvas. And you, you melt me, so now you're melted into whatever. And then you're going to mold yourself into what you want to be. Or allow God to mold. For me, it's God that does it. Melt me, mold me, and make me into this new person. And, and I embrace it. Mm-hmm. So when you're going through that melt me, you're going to cry sometimes because you don't know it and you want to know it. And, and for you, it was the email that I needed to send that it took me six days to send an email to people that I know. And it was my own insecurity or the look of, like you said, what I would expect them to see. But it really isn't that at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I've learned to be okay with that melt me, make me, mold me where I don't know. I want to know. It's okay if you know I'm happy for you. It's good. It's not a thing. We're not comparing this right now. It's just me going in, into this humble, melt me, mold me, make me into whatever you want me to be, God, and so that I can give birth to whatever gifts I have inside of me and pass it on to somebody else. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Mm. Oh, thank you. Mm. <laughs> You're amazing. So I know that people listening are going to want to get to know you better. They're going to want to connect with you. So why don't you let our listeners know how they can find you? So um, you can visit my website at Clichia Low. So let me spell it. Well, I will have the link, all the links that you're saying right now, I will have those in the show notes. So it's easier for people to just click right through to uh the different places where they can get in touch with you so yeah yeah i'm i'm currently on instagram at shelf low i'm also you can find me on facebook i'm on facebook a lot i'm learning lately from these young people that facebook is for older people is that true (laughs) (laughs) my daughter would say that yeah i I know, but I just like it. I've been trying so hard to get with Instagram and to get that going. And I just, oh my gosh, it's, I I just like Facebook. What does that mean for us? I guess we're old. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're about the same age, are we? I just turned 40. Okay, I'm 39. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Do you believe it? I know it's okay though we're embracing it oh yeah (laughs) I call this my second half and I am loving my second half Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm loving my second half so yeah so I'm on Facebook and my website is clichialo.com so Instagram Facebook and clichialo.com Awesome. All right. And so they can hop over there in one of those platforms and connect with you and see yeah. what you have going on, what you have offered. You know, you do different groups and stuff like that, right? Yes. Yes. I have um, different online masterminds and I have accountability groups. 
I do women's retreats and one, I'm doing two next year. We're going to Jamaica and yes, we're going to Africa in September. Oh my goodness. That oh, yeah. is amazing, girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And in Jamaica, one of my biggest things is, is having a, um, a girls camp for young girls because my goal is to get to the brain when they're very, very young. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to have that gives that, that just gave me like the goosebumps. I need to check into those. So. Oh yeah. It's going to yeah. be really good. So super good. Yeah. And I do a missions trip. I'm going back to Haiti. I went to Haiti, um, in August and we're going back December. Okay. I, I sponsor a little girl, a 13 year old girl at the orphanage missions of grace. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear about that too. Thank you so much, my darling. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for shedding your light and your goodness on all of us. We are better for it for sure. So thank you. Klesha. And thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. Anything that you do, I, it's many of us out here that need the help because we get stuck on the look. And, mm-hmm. and get caught up in the look and lose ourselves. And, and that dash that we live is so important. It's, it's yeah. very important. So, yes, I agree. Thank you. thank you for reaching out. I appreciate it. I'm humble. All right. Now that was an interview packed with such encouragement and beautiful pieces of wisdom. My favorite parts were the serenity prayer and the melt me, mold me, make me concept. I feel like we all go through the melting and I have felt like I was melting lately. And it can feel defeating. And to know it's a vital part of the process and to be reminded of that, that we're being remade into our finest selves is so empowering. It's also super empowering to understand the power of serenity, the power of accepting the things that we cannot change, having the courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. If you would like to connect with Klishia, you can find her on her website at klishialo.com, on Facebook, and on Instagram. The links to her pages are in the show notes. So no doubt you'll want to be connected to this amazing force of love and positivity in the world. Thank you so much, Klishia, for sharing your heart and truth with all of us. We are truly blessed by it. Now, to shift gears, if you are a business who would like to hop on here and grab some of our sponsorship and advertising space, we do have those packages together and we're very, very excited to be able to start offering it to businesses because we would love for you to be able to get the word out there of what you're doing and what you're creating and what other women need to know about. All right, remember your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow constantly, rise above, and always know that you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.